So hey, uh, this is Here You Are, Wausau. I'm your host, Dino. And uh, we're live with uh, my man, Rob Menser. I usually hey, introduce, I usually introduce you as, you know, Gannett employee number 38 or some sure. variation of that. But apparently we can't anymore. I'm unemployed, man. I'm You're... a free. Uh, I'm a free man. Nice. Uh, uh, free of all entanglements, uh, professional entanglements for two or three more days here. Nice. By the time by the time this goes out, I, I'm, yes. that will not be true. So, uh, just so we're gonna do two things, but let's let's do that that news first. So, what happened? So I was um, I started my journalism career, sort of like full-time journalism career with the Wasa Daily Herald nearly 12 years ago. And um, I made the decision recently to, I took a, accepted a position with um, uh, Wisconsin Public Radio. And so I will, after 12 years doing daily newspaper journalism, I'm going to move over and try my hand at daily radio journalism um, starting on Monday. So then that, Good. So you twelve. Also in Wausau, by the way, that's uh, that's relevant to the to the this podcast. Yes, I, I remain in Wausau. Yeah, you're going to work where? Where's the office now? Yeah, it's at the WPR uh, station is at um, well University of Stevens Point, Wausau, <laughs> uh, uh, what some people may know as uh, UWMC campus uh, there. Yeah, in the Dave Obie building. In the Dave Obi building, indeed, that is, it's a lovely, it's a beautiful studio. It's really it nice. really is. I yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm a I'm a former Wisconsin Public Radio employee myself. So this just really you know warms my heart. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, what I wanted to do is uh, I wanted to touch a little bit on kind of the 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 full arc of this, just to sort of get a sense of how it started, because you and I have talked about it a bunch. Like I. You know, sure. I, I know where it started and but I don't I don't know that everybody else does. And I think it's fascinating. So where did you grow up? So I grew up in uh, central Illinois, Bloomington, normal, Illinois. Um, I went to then I went to college at uh, Miami of Ohio. And after that, lived in Columbus for a couple of years. And I lived in uh, Chicago for a couple of years and uh, three or four years. And then um uh, and then moved up here in 2007. So I forget. Are you one of the Northwestern people? Uh, yeah, I am. I am. I uh, what what I what ha what I did was I as an undergrad, my I major majored in um, creative writing, Me and too. then I picked up a double major in philosophy. So a real real marketable yeah. set of skills, and um, and so I graduated. But no, it was good. I, honestly, actually, I use both of those things all the time now. But um, but uh, I, after I graduated, I like worked at a adult literacy program and submitted to like literary journals, you know. Um, and then I and I started to pick up these little freelance assignments for the Columbus Alive, uh, the weekly newspaper, and I was writing about hip hop records, like record reviews or like phone interviews with. Uh, rappers who were coming to town i was their their hip-hop guy uh at that time uh literally the only member of the staff who, who knew a thing about rap music or cared and um and i what i to me i was like wait so i write a thing and then it's like there it is in the paper it's amazing it's incredible um and it, it wasn't very much money but it was like i was getting paid for it i really liked it so um so 
when we moved to Chicago, um, I did a little bit of the same for the like Chicago reader and, um, uh, old hipster magazine called stop smiling magazine, but it was like very like freelancey, you know what I mean? And so it was eventually I decided that I wanted to make a go at being a full-time journalist. And so I decided to go and I did go to graduate school. I went to Northwestern, um, journalism pro school and, uh, then was hired in Wasa after that. So how long between Miami of Ohio and Northwestern? I guess not, not that long. Cause we, we weren't in Columbus that long. I guess it would have been, um, I guess it's five years. Okay. Two, two but yeah, I guess that's about right. Yeah. Cause I don't honestly have a sense of how old you even are. Yeah, I'm 39 years old. Are you really? I'm, yeah, I'm going to be okay. 40 next month. Wow. I, yeah, yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, is that, that young? I don't. I don't even. I don't know. I can't, like I know I, it's old. You know, we hire a lot of at the Daily Herald. We would hire a lot of um, uh, recent graduates to be reporters, and like it's very obvious to them that I'm super old. Right. But I still feel like I, you know, 40 right in career terms. Like I right. still have, I still have to do something with my life for, yeah. you know, got, 25 yeah, more years. you got at least 25 yeah. more years of stuff yeah, yeah. that you've got to so. do. So yeah. No, I, I don't have a sense. I'm, you know, I'm 47. No, I'm 48. And I don't have a sense of, <laughs> of any of that. I really don't. Like I, you know, like if it wouldn't have been for the fact that I had a health scare last year, I'm still 17. Yeah. You know, I, I really <laughs> sure. think, well, fuck it. I, you know, but now I have prescriptions that I have to take every day. And oh like, yeah, man. Oh, I yeah. got the same, same, yeah. man. I got a, uh, I, I, I learned, I had to start taking a blood pressure pill. Yep. It's like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, that's so, so it's, so the, it's an open and shut case. I'm definitely right. old. Yeah. I take a pill yeah. to control the electricity in my heart. <laughs> well, fuck that. You know, it's yeah. like, okay. The doc, yeah. When the doctor says you have to take this pill, or you might die. Okay. All right. Fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is a whole it. different thing, you know, but yeah. Absolutely. So, okay. So then, so you got to Northwestern um, and were you, were you working or writing in Chicago while you were in school? Um, oh, I, you know, the, the, the school program was pretty, you know, it kept you busy. Um, one thing, this is actually, this is like, I don't know if this is interesting to talk about, but, um, but one thing that was actually appealed to me about it was it was a one year master's program. Oh, wow. It's like very intensive they, they do, you do four quarters. Like I did one quarter, I was in DC, like reporting on the Hill for the St. Joseph news press in Missouri. Okay. Um, and so, and, and another quarter I was like in the, the, this downtown bureau doing, um, like writing daily stories, but for like smaller weeklies or, um, or these community newspapers that used to exist around, you know, in Chicago suburbs or whatever. Um, so it felt very, it was set up almost like, um, like internship ish. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was, it felt like it was very much about like doing practical experience doing journalism so like there wasn't that much time to take on additional projects so he did a couple things relevant to my um career now uh my friend laura querell and i uh worked on and a couple other people worked on a we went to the the to a wrigley field for the last cubs game of the year 
uh, one time and made a little like just a little audio postcard, you know, no sure. like, big, big news, but just like a little audio piece. And um, it it got on D- uh, WBEZ and we thought that we were like the coolest oh, motherfuckers, yeah. you know, in that in that program. Yeah, bef- you were you were Ira Glass before Ira Glass. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was positive I was Ira Glass, nice. you know, or, or I was on my way. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So tell me a little bit about, I mean, I know this stuff, but tell the people a little bit about how you go from graduate school. I mean, how far and why did you spread your net for jobs? So I was looking at a lot of places. I mean, you know, if, fairly far. Like I, I, um, uh, had an interview with, uh, some place in New Hampshire just simply because it was 2007 and I was like, well, there's going to be this like presidential election. Right. Maybe New Hampshire would be cool. But, um, but I think mostly I wanted to, I felt like I wanted to stay in the Midwest and I, and it mattered. I was married, you know, and, uh, at the time. And so it mattered like that I couldn't, it needed to be somewhere where, Laura would have some kind of shot at <laughs> at uh, finding a job. Right. Um, I don't know. I I definitely interviewed at some like shitty like you know sort of dying steel town places or whatever. Kind of kind of Rust Belt spots and um, and actually when I came to Wausau, it sort of felt like a more living community and you know what i mean like even from the interview i sort of was like well this place is all right you know this i could i could see living here for a couple years yeah and so at the time it was who baldwin yeah mark baldwin was the executive editor um of the was daily herald at that time and um yeah he hired me and who was the publisher um gina lovett who was went to appleton soon after i came okay um and then retired i think soon after that so then the the cool thing for me is you know what did wasa look like to you did wait no did laura have the job first and you came second no 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 i came first and um and baldwin uh said well well your wife is in public health um I know someone in public health. Maybe I can can um, g- get her a, a lunch or something with uh, the w- woman who's who runs this place, Bridge Clinic in town. And so, yeah, so so it, it was it worked out really well. That oh, ended okay. up being her Bridge Clinic ended up being her home for for whatever seven or eight years. Um, but yeah, no, it was we moved here for my for my job. Basically, okay. that was the yeah. I she's she's far more talented than you are so i thought it was the other way yeah 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 she's right and and right and ultimately um yeah i'm just right i'm i'm lucky that uh she's allowed me to pursue my my career at all right yeah no yeah this is this is very true she's she's extremely talented and they and and damn it bridge was was damn lucky to have her darn right so i think they they did the right thing by hiring her so um so what did wasa look like to you I forgot. Well, so, I like so. What year would that have been? Twelve years ago. Yes, yeah, two thousand seven for sure. Okay. Um. So, and I had li- been living in Chicago, which so I, obviously it seemed like a smaller community. But also, by the time I lived in Chicago for three or whatever years, um, I was kind of sick of Chicago. I really was. Like when I remember, I clearly remember leaving with the like, um. 
uh, U-Haul truck or whatever and driving out of the city and really feeling like so long assholes. <laughs> um, just because of, you know, just being sick of uh, traffic gridlock and paying $35 to park somewhere or, or um, just the whatever, the noise and stuff. Um, there, there are things about living in Chicago that are quite cool, but there are definitely things that are deeply unpleasant and no one people don't talk about that i don't know why but it's true um so so it felt more to me like a um like a cool like an interesting small community that had some things going for it and that uh, i think i already said this in this conversation but that a place that i could live for a couple years that was definitely the way i was looking at it at that time yeah and so yes okay that'll be the that'll be later um so then tell me a little bit about what what the because Gannett has changed massively in structure and all sorts of things. And we're not going to talk about Gannett specifically. But so what well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the newspaper industry, right? I mean, right. I think people, yeah. people probably are probably understand this. Yeah. yeah, right. But so what was the first job title? Yeah. So it was I was a reporter, but it's weird. I was hired as um, community conversation reporter oh, God. and I was writing reported stories for the opinion section of the print newspaper. Um, and they were like so it was like my my charge was to write about um, issues of concern in the community. So it could totally be like some political thing, you know, um, uh, how this, this, these WASA activists are trying to do whatever, whatever, but it also could be, um, a local neighborhood type of issue or, or something, whatever it was that people were chattering about, I was supposed to kind of know about and, and, um, and, and report on their viewpoints. That was the idea. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. And I was, you know, I was very green too. So sometimes I'm, you know, I'm sure I, I, um, took it in some weird ways, but, um, but also just like, just to be real, um, over a period of time, it just sort of became like, I would just write the stories about what, what I kind of saw as interesting enterprise stories or feature stories. Um, and that's just where they lived in the, in the print product, you know what I mean? Yeah. More so than, than s- sort of strictly following that, um, that, that script, I guess. Sure. So then at some point you became, uh, an opinion writer, just sort of like almost full time. But uh, definitely full time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, and again, like, I don't, whatever, I don't mind. I don't, it's like not a secret that the, that the, the daily Herald is smaller today than it was when I arrived 12 years ago. I mean, I, I think that's true everywhere and a bit, you know, it's virtually every newspaper in the, in the universe. Um, and like, I have a really, you know, I, I not, I'm not really one that engages in, um, a lot of bashing of, of Gannett as an organization. I sort of think that, uh, and certainly not the Daily Herald or the Wisconsin News Gathering Organization, which I think does great work. And um, I sort of think that it's just a shitty business. Y- you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it's like there, there's no like where is the place where it's working really, really well? It's like, I guess, the New York Times or like 
if you're bought by Jeff Bezos, it works because it doesn't matter. Right. Um, but it's like for, for local news, I just think it's a very hard business to be in. So, so, okay. So anyway, um, so yeah, so it was in the reason that I started on that track is that it was because, um, uh, it was following some layoffs, uh, that, that the newsroom was, uh, was reconfigured and, um, the guy who had been the opinion editor, a fellow named Pete Lawson, who I believe you're acquainted with, uh, became when it was over on the news side. And then I became the opinion editor then. Um, so I was, I was doing at that time. It's hard to believe this is like, this does make me feel like a dinosaur. I was writing daily editorials for the newspaper. I was writing, I, I, I ran an editorial board where we would talk about like issues and stories and local issues that had come up and we would interview politicians and whatever. And, and every damn day I was writing a, um, like a position piece, uh, editorial. And then I would edit people's letters to the editor and like local columns and that sort of thing. Almost none of that exists anymore. <laughs> and not just in Wausau, like anywhere. Um, it's, it's, I think, uh, it's like not people's main interests. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, there was a time when that was my whole world. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember specifically you were the opinion editor during Walker's elections. Absolutely. Yep. And so, the recalls. Yeah. Yeah. So just because if it's okay, I, I think that that's a, a thing that I enjoyed learning about. How, how was that experience for you? Cause I know that that was a hardship. Um, yeah, I found it really, I found it very hard. Um, the, uh, how to say, well, so one thing that became really, that was like, you could not escape at that time in Wisconsin's history was you're either for us or against us. Uh, and there is no, that's it. Uh, you, are you on our side or are you not? And if you're not, you are a shill for, you know, whatever the right. corporate Koch brothers interest or conversely, you know, for, um, for the, the liberal, uh, you know, big union that is trying to, to control us, whatever. Um, and, and so as a journalist, I was an opinion journalist. Sure. I was writing opinions at that time, but our editorial board was heterodox. And partly that was because I feel at this remove, I can say the publisher was, it was politically conservative and other members of the editorial board less so, but it was like people had different views on the editorial board. And, um, and so we, so what we were not doing was doing cheerleading for Scott Walker or doing, um, cheerleading for the, for the recall efforts. And that was like, that became a hard, <laughs> that was, it's, I, it's not about me, believe me, like, you know, cry me the a river, right? Like, like there, there are worse problems and maybe a more talented opinion editor would have steered it differently than I did. But, um, but since you ask. It was really hard because everyone hated me for for right. that period of time because I couldn't like I couldn't deliver what anyone actually wanted at that time. I could, but I would lose my job. Right. And and the thing <laughs> is though, you know, I I'm a gigantic democrat and so yeah, I remember I specifically, you know, I I worked with the leadership of our county party and I just got to the point where I was sick of of them talking about you 
because you were friendly for friends. And, uh, and so I'm like, look, how about if I bring Rob here and let him explain to you how editorials and letter yeah. editors work? How, how... Yeah. So what we did, and again, this is like, this is ancient history. This does not exist anymore. No. Uh, but, um, but we had an editorial board, which was a group of editors at the paper, the publisher and myself and, and a couple other editors, um, but also a couple of community members. And we would do a sort of a rotation of, of community members and we would sit in a room and try to reach a consensus about an issue. And that was like you can sit. Maybe that's stupid. Maybe that's like ill conceived or whatever. But that was my charge was get these people in a room, reach a consensus on an issue, and then write a position around that. So sometimes I found myself writing something that I barely agreed with or I like could kind of sign on to. Um, sometimes I sort of won that week or, you know what I mean? I had a good week and I was writing something that I really like was behind. And, um, and just every so often I had to write something that I really did not hold that view. I, I lost, <laughs> you know, and that's at the time that seemed like, um, a process that, that was worth respecting. You know what I mean? At the time that was a norm, uh, to use a, uh, a word that we use now, um, that I like wanted to preserve. There was something about the editor, the process of arriving at those conclusions to that then become the editorials in the newspaper that seemed important. But um, maybe it wasn't, but it felt that way at the time. And so it led it led to a lot of um, it was just it was just hard. It was just a hard it was just it felt felt like a tough position to be in because I was the face of that um, of those positions, whether or not I agreed with them. Right. Yeah, no, it was it uh, it was brutal to watch because, yeah, literally it was well he's he's a democrat or oh no he's a republican or he's he's a conservative well he's not conservative enough okay well look let's just you know and then it was it like i also spent a lot of time trying to explain to people the difference between an editorial that was signed by the newspaper and an editorial yeah. that was signed by you yeah 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 i wrote columns right right those, those are, my, are two those different my, things my views I'll stay behind, stay behind those, but you know, I wrote some, wrote some bad ones, I'm sure. But like, at least those were, that was me. <laughs> the editorials were unsigned because they were from the editorial board. They were right. not from me. At yeah. least that was the, at least that was the idea. And no one understood that. No one, no um, one the, understood You know, and that. what, what else started happening? And again, this is all like, this is all like very familiar to 2019 America. Um, but it was, it, it it was like we were like in the in the transformation or an accelerating transformation around that time. So we're talking about 2011, the 2012 recall time. Um, the other thing that started happening was people would get very mad at me for having run a an opinion from a you know I don't know what uh, Paul Ryan or right. something. You know what I mean? Um, and and I would express that the that our as an organization, we saw it as valuable to, like, offer differing viewpoints or whatever in the opinion section. And that's just not what people wanted. It's just no. not what they wanted. It, I, and I, and I almost wonder I, I'm saying this, but like with some years removed, it's been a long time since I've been an opinion editor. Um, 
and I almost wonder if it wouldn't be better just to like pick a side and just cater to that oh, yeah. side um, as a as a business proposition. I don't know. I don't know if that would be better or not. But um, probably probably not for a for a daily community newspaper. You can't really do that. But um, but I definitely I get, I feel like I'm going on too long on this. But it definitely felt like you could it, it was you could please no one. It was impossible to please. You know, everyone ended up being being mad yeah. about it. And some people I know, I know it's like there's a certain type of of asshole who's like, and that means I must be doing something right. But I don't think that's I don't feel that way. I never felt that way. Right. I don't think that's true. No, no. When you literally I mean, because having during watching it, you know, it was my my partisan side was just having to balance with the fact that I had a little bit of self-awareness of. The fact that nobody was going to be satisfied with anything you were going to do. Right. And it's kind of like and so that's why it's like now in a world where there really is no opinion section in the in the local newspaper. And again, that's not just in Wausau. That is widespread in in a lot of places, community newspapers. Um, You sort of I sort of have to sort of ask myself, well, like, what was the. Like, why? Why did this? Why, what, what was the point? Why were we doing this? Um, but at, again, but at the time, it seemed important as a sort of like, here's a forum for people to exchange ideas and arguments, actually, like, actually make the argument, you know, um, and and people can decide for themselves. Do they like it or not like it? Or they agree with this and they disagree with that. Um, it was a, you know, it was never it was never the most read stuff on our website it's not what people and in the end that's why that's why it has gone away in so many places is that there there's a there's a small group of people who are intensely interested in this sort of thing um but on for a local community newspaper um people are much more interested in reporting breaking news fresh stories uh uh features and so that's the direction that local newspapers have gone in and I like support that. That's and at rel- since we're since this is the to- our topic today, that is then the direction that my career went in as well. Right. Yes. So then yeah, after that what happened next? Yeah, I I went from the world I was in, I was an opinion editor for for a while and I liked I really there really was a part of me that really loved it for for a period of time because it was fun to mix it up and um i was good at it uh i you know you would you get to do things like um like moderate debates and stuff uh and i found that fun too um but then i could also read the writing on the wall you know what i mean like it just wasn't it just wasn't working as content and then also i had done it for several years and it's good i think it's always good to do something new you should try something new um after whatever, I guess maybe it's maybe it's five years uh, or so, and so so then I I, I took a position uh, as a what what was called a storytelling coach, um, but I was on the news side, so I was working with reporters and and editing stories and um, strategizing with them about their approach to their stories. Yeah. So then, so let's make it a little bit less specific, you know, to that, and just sort of do. Kind of the formulaic question. So when you look back at the 12 years at, at Gannett or at, in the day, well, actually, no, let's just look at the, the arc of your print career. Mm-hmm. What do you think 
if if you could point to you know one or two things where you would stick a a pin in them and go, I am super proud of those. Well, hmm. uh, I, it's a maybe a slightly awkward um, to to talk about myself, you know. But um, but one. Well, no, thing I mean that... because no, no. It really. Let yeah. me just say it's not because. Well, as, as a it. professional, there are things that you've done, and you haven't done them alone, you know. Yeah, no, but no. Like, well, I'll, I'll you know, answer the Rambo the I got piece. an answer. Like, yeah. it, but yeah, it's just I, I it's it's going to – maybe it sounds like a brag, but I, whatever. Maybe it is one. Um, I uh, – um, in my organization, uh, I had a really strong interest in – long form storytelling and narrative journalism and um in the web era so i we had a website when i came right but it's just been a it's been a you know the the world of sort of web metrics and the emphasis on um digital metrics it has been a total revolution in the in 12 years right so um so i i came to the job with an interest in doing narrative journalism. That's right. Creative writing major. You know what I mean? Um, uh, an interest in things on the level of sentences and on pacing and characters and like bringing some of the tools of fiction to true storytelling. Um, and so when we started, when we were starting to measure our, our metrics, um, it turned out that this thing that I really liked the audience really liked and people really share, you know, and think about it. People shared those stories. Um, and you, you can imagine, you can understand why, right. You know, those are, those were the stories that sort of stood out to people and that, um, that, that connected with the audience in a real way. They, they appreciated that type of storytelling. So, um, so what I am most proud of for sure is, Having been able to have that sort of insight within my organization and to help to make it a thing, both my own work, but also in years and years of working with reporters and coaching them to think in those terms and to try to let's take on an ambitious story or let's let's um, let's let's think about this thing that you're writing as a scene and how it unfolds. Um, and it, it, that sort of attention to that type of storytelling that I think I, I can say in my, in my print career, I helped to put an emphasis in my, um, within my organization that was not there before. And I'm super, super proud of that. Cause I really, those, I think those, I like those stories. Sure. So is, is there a, a specific story that you think I crushed that? Well, there are many, um, uh, the, uh, um, so my own, for my own self, my own uh, story under my byline was this, the story, uh, this Rambo story. Remember that story? Yeah. Um, uh, this was this, there was a guy, um, uh, for, for newer Wausau residents, uh, there was a guy named Stephen K. Thompson who, um, uh, was a, was in prison in upper Michigan, uh, in the eighties. And he walked away from his uh, work assignment and he walked down through the north woods of Wisconsin and survived by like breaking into people's cabins and eating their food. 
And um, one day he was outside of Wausau and the owner of the cabin came home. And so he shot the guy out of the window of the cabin. And then he shot at police officers who responded and he did not uh, connect with any of them. The guy, the guy, the homeowner did not die, but he was, you know, he was, he was badly hurt. Um, he spent a long time in the hospital. Uh, he could have died. So Thompson was then just disappeared, vanished into thin air and um, huge manhunt, uh, dogs, helicopters. And he eventually months later turned himself in in Minnesota after another shootout situation there uh, and served 20 years in prison. So one day I was in the office at the Daily Herald and the front desk clerk um, called my desk and said, there's a guy here who says he's Stephen Thompson Rambo and he wants to talk to someone at the newspaper. So I talked to him and uh, I talked to him some more and I kept talking to him. And so uh, I wrote a this was this that the reason that it stands out is sort of my first successful long form story, I guess. Um, And it was something that everyone in Wausau knew about and had a history with. And um, and so to to hear the story from this guy's point of view I, of course, went, you know, I talked to the police officer who responded there and I talked about the, the victim significantly um, to, to tell the whole story. But like um, that was a story that had uh, an electricity to it for sure. And so that was a, and also it was just so it was just so bonkers the way it <laughs> the way it happened that that's that's definitely one that stands out. So then then the next question is, uh, can you think of a thing that you just simply whiffed on? Oh, hmm. well, or that you've could have where you just go. Yeah, I didn't. This wasn't my this wasn't a good moment. I could have I've could have done a lot better. Hmm. Uh, Certainly, yes. But like the the reason that I'm having trouble coming up with one is not because I'm so great or, or, or I haven't whiffed many, many times. It's just that the nature, I think the sheer volume of the work you do and just the nature of it is you just have to like, it's like, all right, that didn't work next. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it's like very in daily journalism, it's like extremely unproductive to, to, to think, to keep thinking about it because it's gone. That's, that's the past. So it's not – so of course the answer is yes. I have four sure, – I've whiffed many, many stories. But um, but I don't – I don't have a I, – I like don't have a great story about it because it was just like, well, shit. Oh, well, but I have this other thing going. So maybe I'll – Right. Maybe this one will be better. And that and that's sort of the nature – like I, that – I was sort of going for that specific answer because it it is an avalanche of work. You know, it's – you yeah. couldn't – you None of it, at, or actually, I'm sorry. At some point, it was no longer delicate or precious. Right, right. You know, it became at, at, at some point, at the immediate point, the first, the uh, the on the first week, right? Um, and that's and that's one of the things that's that's great about it. And, and you know, I, like my interest in long form, that definitely has meant slowing it down. I uh, one of my main things as an editor has been to like slow reporters down. No, no. 
this is, you know, just because you filed it does not mean we're po- going to post it tomorrow. <laughs> like it's going to take time. And, um, and that, that is uh, there is a different uh, metabolism to a, uh, to a long form piece, but like it's, I actually think it's one of the beautiful things about um, daily newspapers is that you can't be precious and you, there is a sort of like put up or shut up element. Like you're not working, you know, you, you, you have a certain amount of time and maybe maybe your editors can buy you a little more time to to finish something or make something a little better but like at some point you 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 don't have unlimited time it's going to go you know right exactly so then <clears throat> the 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 other piece of this i i tried to think about you know cuz i'm i'm a pretty avid news guy and i and i have a sense of like i I know a bunch of you and I've known a bunch of you for years. Um, so can we talk a little bit about some of the people that, that you've worked with for long periods of time or even some of the people that are new to you? Sure. Well, um, so, well, so my, my longest colleagues are, are Mark Trinan and, and Keith Ulig. They were both in Wausau when I arrived in Wausau. Um, and, actually had been there for a decade already. Um, and they're both, they're both amazing, terrific, like amazing, amazing journalists. Keith, uh, listeners to this podcast may, may know or know, know his work. He's, um, because he writes a lot of great feature stories and he writes about himself and his, and his dog. And he's, um, he puts himself out there on, on social media and, and so on. Um, he's a, he's a really, uh, He's he's got a really big heart, and he writes in a way that is just s- extremely generous and and open-hearted toward his uh, subjects, his sources, in a way that I really have have admired and and learned from a lot. Um, Mark Trinan, who was already, he was a managing editor when I arrived, and is is primarily an editor. People probably don't know his his direct work as much he would write every now and then he he's his by it's not like he didn't have ever bylines but mostly most of his work he didn't uh, most of his work was the way that he um just sort of nurtured fostered um the best out of out of his staff and the reporters including me for a long period of time and then s- sort of side by side we were we were colleagues more more recently um but I, I did report to him for a for a period of some years, and um, and he was also he's also a great dude and uh, and a really a uh, uh, yeah a really generous uh, journalist. That's that's the that's maybe the the word I would use. So then uh, the other thing I was wondering, um, as as you know, you're you're never going to be a local. You're never. You know, you're always going to be an outsider. Um, <laughs> sure. So, but at, at the same time. I did not grow up here. It's right. You did true. not grow up here. So, yep. you know, end you of, can. End of conversation. You yeah. can fuck off. So, yeah. um, so the, the question is, how is, how has Wasa, actually, no, I have another question. Where did you live when you first came here? <laughs> I lived in the landmark building for a, for a couple of months um, before my wife moved up uh, in this uh, sort of, sort of shitty little, um. Uh, kind of efficiency uh, yeah. apartment that was not a great setup that was not a great situation um i mean the building is, it has some has some nice some very nice apartments i right. understand but the one i lived in was not one of those um 
then uh, then we lived out on the out on the west side and some, you know, kind of a kind of a shitty apartment and um, uh, bought a house. I don't know. Maybe we bought a house three or four years into living okay. here. I think I, this is the other I guess I, I like dropped hints about this earlier. But like the other thing was like um, because my wife got, had a job with a bridge community health clinic that she really liked and found meaningful. Um, and became, she became executive director of bridge. Um, and because I was, you know, I, I, I really liked my work and was being offered some, these sort of career advancement opportunities within Gannett. Um, we did make the decision fairly, fairly early on, that like, oh, we like, this is a good community. I, we could, uh, you know, our professional setup is going good. Maybe we can stay here. Right. Um, and that's, so yeah, so then we bought a house and, uh, uh, and here I am 12 years later. Is the house I know the first house? Is that? Yep. Okay. All right. Riverview neighborhood. Nice. I, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just not give my exact address. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, people, people understand. Yeah. So how has Wasa changed since you've gotten here? Well, it's, I, you know, I definitely, I think it's got, I definitely think that some of the, the physical changes have improved this city. So the, so the new 400 block, this is talk about ancient history, right? The, um, when I, when I moved here, the, the topic of whether to read, to add any amenities to the 400 block was like a, a hot debate, like a major debate and people with a straight face advocated the view that maybe if we did if the city added amenities to the 400 block it might make it worse the space might become worse um and i have never in in my life seen a a a position in a public debate turn out to be more wrong than that right um so so that i think that that made a difference to the downtown but it also has felt to me like um i don't know man it's, it's like a long way to go i don't want to sound pollyanna-ish but um but i think i think wasa has become more a, a little more diverse and and a little more self-conscious or like aware of the the value of being welcoming to diversity yeah um i look you can talk about a million ways that that is that that is not true and i will not argue with you uh, so don't don't misunderstand the claim that i'm making but i i feel and i feel i observe a difference one difference by the way is when i started in wausau um the the whenever the wausau daily herald ran a story that involved a Hmong person um it was a it was a, as a matter of course we received voicemail messages with people who are annoyed at, um, that we're the Hmong daily Herald or whatever. Um, and you sort of said like, people are assholes, people are bigots, whatever. And those, those stopped, those stopped at some point. I can't say exactly when, but like that doesn't exist. Um, does that mean that like racism is over? No, it does not. That is not what I'm saying. But, um, but I do think that that's a, that's a, it's just like a measure of something, right? It's, it's, there's something, uh, going on. There was a time when that was like a gripe that people felt like they could make and like they don't now. And I think that's better. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So then 
let's let's look ahead. So what are you most excited about or what are you most unsure about going forward? Yeah, I'm I'm super, super excited. So I love public radio. Who doesn't? Right. Um, but I, I love um, uh, audio as a medium for storytelling. And um, and so I'm so I'm super excited to learn about the guts of a, what makes a good radio story, um, how to make uh, make audio especially compelling as a as a storytelling medium. And what I, I I've dabbled in this. Um, uh, we started a podcast as part of the um, uh the Gannett USA Today Network Wisconsin had this um, uh, has a reporting series on youth mental health uh, that is called Kids in Crisis, and as part of that, I was that that project I was in charge of um, for a couple years, and um, we started a podcast called This Is Normal that was about young people talking about their own sort of mental health challenges and and how they face those. And so I felt like I learned a lot. Some you look, some of them are probably, uh, you know, I, I would I should cringe at once I know more about <laughs> about making radio. Um, but uh, but I felt like I learned a lot about working with audio and a lot of storytelling techniques do carry over. That was that was one thing I I found a lot of writing and just storytelling that works on the page. You can you can adapt it to. Uh, to the audio medium, but then there are other things that are totally different and that, you know, it's a different, it's a totally different medium. And so that's one thing I'm super, super excited about is just like really getting confident with, um, uh, not just what's, what is a good story, but this is a good radio story. Cool. So then what are you apprehensive about? Well, like, I don't know what if I can't do it. Right. I don't, I've never, I haven't tried it. I can, um, uh, I feel like I had the, the world is full of stories, but like, you know, I don't know what, <laughs> what if I, what if I screw it up? Uh, I guess, I guess the, besides that's just sort of human, um, uh, the anxiety of, sure. of being starting something new. Right. Um, I guess, I guess an, an honest answer, maybe a boring one is, um, there are like a lot of things I don't know how they work. Like, um, uh, like how much will I have to be traveling for this job. I just don't know, you know, um, uh, what will the, the sort of productivity that's expected of me seem like a grind or will it be hard or, or will I sort of become accustomed to it quickly? I, I just don't, I just don't know. I haven't done it. Um, and then the other thing, again, this is, I know this is probably, probably boring, but, um, having worked with USA Today Network Wisconsin for, for 12 years, I like know everyone and I sort of know how to, I knew how to like get things done because you sort of know who to ask about this thing. And this guy, you kind of have to go around. He's sort of a pain in the ass, but this lady is super nice and she'll help you with whatever, whatever. Um, and just sort of where those pressure points are. I like understood in that organization and those are things that like i have no you know i don't know wpr like i'm everyone i met seems awesome and it seems great but like i don't know how to get things done i have no idea and that's you know just just institutionally it's you gotta you gotta start over and and uh uh try to try to learn so that's uh, again i know that's 
maybe stupid, but that is a no. that is a real apprehension. I feel you know. I think that's awesome. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just in closing. I just sort of I couldn't be prouder. You know, both <laughs> as as a buddy, as a former WPR employee, as a radio guy, as an audio guy. I you know I I'm super excited to just you know because at some point you're gonna buy gear and you're gonna be giddy about it yeah and you're yeah, gonna man. call me because hell yeah hell you yeah. know you, you know there's not a lot of us you know so <laughs> yeah no I'm we're gonna be I'm able incre- to have, yeah, yeah we'll have long conversations about condenser microphones I'm incredibly excited and can I just say just just let me can I get this get this into this conversation yeah. that um. So the position that I have been hired to was um, uh, was a reporter job that was filled by a guy named Glenn Moberg for many years in Wausau. And Glenn is a is a literally a legend yep. and in fact was just just inducted into the Broadcasting uh, uh, Hall of Fame, I believe, yep. um, for Wisconsin broadcasters. And um, Glenn has stomach cancer. Uh, he's been really open about this and uh, people, you know, he, he's, he's written about it a lot himself and he's had, um, media pieces written on him and, and, um, he, so he, it, he had to retire. Uh, I don't think he would have wanted to retire right then, but he had to his, his, um, because of his health. And, um, just to say he's, um, he's amazing. His work for this community is like, um, a absolute towering achievement for for real no joke and um and he specifically has been nothing but super supportive of me in a way that is uh, like uh, is he wouldn't have had to do like he's gone out of his way to be nice um to me and we're gonna he and i are gonna be like setting up a i'm gonna be going talking to him about his approaches to um to to doing radio feature stories and and um uh he's just he's just been a he's just been super nice about it and i appreciate that and that is i have uh uh there's there's big shoes to fill in that sense yeah yeah i yeah i wasn't sure i'm glad you brought it up because i sort of wasn't sure if I should, you know, because yeah. yeah, Glenn's a bud. And so, yeah, it's, it's yeah, amazing. Sure know. Yeah. Yeah. He's what, the way he's living his life right now is right. absolutely amazing to me. It is. Absolutely. It truly is. Uh, and it, I think Glenn is doing something where it is the best of humanity. What he's doing absolutely. right now, it is in the face of what I imagine to be, physical pain and emotional pain and all sorts of fear. He is remarkable. It truly, right. it, yeah, it's just the, he's just sort of the best of us and it's, it's super cool. Right. So, yeah. Right. And, and a point of pride to him. I think that, uh, um, in fact, I'm not just replacing him because the WPR chose to split the position. Yeah. Uh, so Shireen Seward is, uh, hosting the, the weekly, uh, regional talk show right. that he hosted and I am in the reporting, you know, I'm just, it's a, just a full-time reporting position. Yeah. So, um, so I think that that reflects well too. I think he, he, he liked that too, that it, it you know, it took two, took two local journalists to, to fill his shoes. That's true. If we even so. can. All right, cool, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Good luck at work on Monday. Yeah. Hey, thanks. I, yeah. We'll see. You're the, you're the new kid. Yeah. And you're I need also... it. I, I'll, I need the luck. I'll take it. <laughs>
Listen to the monsters, child.